0: Good evening. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. All right. Well, we do want to open uh, with just a couple announcements, and then we're going to go ahead and have a time of prayer Just kind of like, a, I forget the f- official term for it. I call it just like a chassis or like, I think it's called a trolley. Anyway, it's going to go under the piano. And so we're getting that done so we can move the piano around a little bit easier and it's a little bit safer and kind of better for all the skin things. Anyway, that's getting done this week. So we don't have worship tonight because kind of everything had to get unplugged. So uh, we're just going to open with a couple announcements and we'll open in prayer in just a moment. So obviously tonight uh, we will have our time of our business meeting coming up. So we're excited about that. Um, a couple things. Ladies, don't forget, Secret Sister uh, sign-up books, all that stuff is due next Sunday. So please don't miss out on that opportunity to encourage another uh, lady in the church and be encouraged. Obviously, grab the booklet off the table, fill it out, drop that back off. If you have any questions, you can see Kat or Kelsey and give you more information on that. Uh, Discovering Church Membership is coming up, 4th and 11th. Prayer Adoption. We've done this before. Uh, starts February 11th, so uh, after this week, two more Sundays to do that. And so you can sign up at the Welcome Center for that again. Uh, as you sign up, basically you're, agree- you're going to be praying for someone, and someone's going to be praying for you, so it's an awesome way to do that. Uh, Football Sundays coming up in just two weeks, so be inviting people out to that. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, TJ's been working really, really hard on a couple things to get kind of a fun uh, trivia thing that we're going to be doing, so we're excited about that. And then also um, we have Word of Life Nerf Night is this Wednesday, and so be praying for that. Uh, lots of children were invited, so we're praying that a lot of kids still come out. And obviously hear the gospel and be exposed to that. And we would love for them to continue to be a part of our Word of Life ministry. So to also let this be kind of that first step. So be praying for Nerf Night this Wednesday. Four years old through sixth grade is the age group for that. Hallelujah Quilters have their quilting craft retreat uh, February... Um... Let's see, what is that? The 9th and 10th. So that's going to be going on here a couple weeks. And then don't forget, also, we have our food drive starting up here uh, next month. Here, just a couple, or in a week, we'll start that up. So, all right, men's prayer breakfast as well. Don't forget, guys, uh, Saturday, February 3rd at 8 a.m. If you would like to help prepare some food, come a little early, that's great. Um, I think they get here about 7.15, something like that, 7, 7.15. Seven. Okay. So uh, come on out if you'd like to be a part of that. There's some people that bring some of the guys bring some stuff with them already ready to go. A lot of it is made here. And so if you're interested, let me know. I'd love to give you more information about that. All right. And that is for guys from not just our church family. These can be friends, coworkers, whatever. Any, any men that you want to invite to this is welcome to come. All right. Uh, let's open with prayer unless there's any questions about any upcoming events or activities. Any questions about anything i going on? Uh, I do want to share one update for prayer. We mentioned this this morning. Uh, Phil Garton's dad, Phil Sr., um, Phil just told me that uh, he found out like, right before church uh, that his dad, uh, they did say, did actually have a stroke. Um, but it's, they caught it early. It's uh, small in what it could be, and so there's a praise there, but the next four or five days, right, Phil? Four or five days is is really kind of crucial to see what's going to happen next, Um, so we just need to be praying, lifting up uh, Phil's dad, obviously lifting up Phil and Jill and the family there as well, and uh, Lord, to bring healing and comfort in that situation, all right? But let's do this, guys. We'll go ahead and open in prayer, and then we'll jump into the Word. Father, we thank you for this evening. Father, we thank you for your love and grace in our lives, and Lord, we do thank you for tonight, a night that we can gather to worship you, to lift you up, and to just exalt the name of Christ. Father, we thank you for your word that is a, a light unto our feet, Lord. It guides us and directs us, and so we pray that we'd be uh, attentive to what we have before us tonight uh, in this devotion, in this time, in your word. And Father, we do right now lift up Phil Sr. We pray for your healing upon him. We thank you, Lord, that this was caught early, but Lord, we know there's still concern there's still some level of anxiety here, Lord. What's going to happen in the next couple of days? And so we pray, first of all, for wisdom, for the doctors that are helping and working with the family. And we pray for comfort for Phil Senior, Lord, to trust you. And Lord, uh, sometimes that means doing, you do things that we don't understand or we don't um, maybe understand why those things are happening. And so we pray, Lord, that you would just allow your comfort and your grace and your mercy to be with that family And again, Lord, we pray for healing, if it be your will, to uh, remove any and all trace of this stroke, Lord, that he'd be able to be uh, restored physically. And Lord, uh, again, we just thank you for a time of prayer that we can bring these things before you, that we can just come before you and lay our requests before you, lay before you our, our hurts. And Lord, the things that we're desperately crying out for, for you to bring healing here And, Lord, we know in this room there's many other things that are tugging at our hearts and our minds. There are situations and health concerns and all kinds of things, Lord. And so we pray that you would just receive each one as they're lifted up to you tonight. Father, as we get into your word in just a moment, give us an understanding by your spirit. And, Father, we do pray for the business meeting side of this service tonight, Lord. Uh, As we praise you and lift you up, I pray that you would be glorified in all that you have done and continue to do. Father, we love you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you have a copy of God's Word, go ahead and open up to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we have been talking a lot about um, God giving us all that we need to do what God has called us to do. And we talked about the passage in Peter where it says that we've been given everything we need to live godly. We've been talking about even this morning, the word of God was given to us and has been given to us by God's grace to show us and lead us and guide us into how to know him more and how to make him known to others, how to grow in our relationship with Christ. And so I want to look at, a again, a relatively uh, familiar, popular passage in that same idea that we have been given all that we need to live as Christ would call us to live that we can live godly unto Christ Jesus for his glory because he's given us all that we need. So look with me if you will, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It says here for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, I don't know about you, but I first read that verse a long time ago when I was first saved. remember we were in Sunday school, and and they were talking about that when I was probably 16 years old. And it just really hit me, the the reality of that passage, that verse. But I find as I walk with Christ, and I'm a Christian year after year, I find this verse continually being an encouragement to my walk in this world before the Lord. Because I believe it's a great reminder that we have been given all that we need to walk with Christ. Christ. Uh, We've been given all that we need to live godly lives, to be able to live sober and productive lives in this world. Paul encourages Timothy to, if you will, stir up the truth inside him, to allow God to refocus Timothy's mindset from thinking, I can't, to he already has and has given us the ability to. So we as followers of Christ, let us be stirred up. And I love that phrase in scripture. uh, Paul references that they already really knew i don't know about you but sometimes i need to be reminded of the things i already know anybody else need to be reminded of that yeah we've all we know these things right we've learned these things but then there's times we go through moments and we're like oh yeah, that's how I'm supposed to respond to that, or that's how I should handle that. That's what God would have me to do. And so again, Paul's doing that for Timothy, and the idea for Timothy. Remember Second Timothy, written to Timothy, a young pastor who has a situation, most likely in the church where he's younger, the church is older. Some are maybe questioning because he's younger. Like, should they be following him or listening to his leadership and things like that? And, and so he's kind of in these difficult situations, and and Paul's giving Timothy a word of encouragement, saying, "Listen, you have all that." you need to walk in Christ and to live godly. And this doesn't just apply to Timothy, a pastor. It applies to all of us as followers of Christ. You've been given, I've been given all that we need through Christ. And so what has he given us? What has God given us and gifted to us through salvation to allow us to live godly? Well, the first thing we note, he has given us not a spirit of fear. So one of the things he's not given us is a spirit of fear. Now, I don't think Paul is saying that fear is a spirit, right? Like a spiritual entity. Uh, What he's saying in comparison to the Holy Spirit, I I don't think he's saying there's the Holy Spirit and there's a spirit of fear and there are two spirits. That's not what Paul's saying when he uses the word spirit here. I believe what Paul is doing is saying that the spirit that God has given us as believers is not a spirit of fear. Do you get what I'm saying there? He's not saying there's two kinds of spirit, spirit of fear and spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. He's saying he's given you the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit is not a spirit of fear. So basically we don't have to see fear in our lives as a literal spirit, but understand that when we experience fear rising within us, we can know with confidence it is not of God. So when you sense that fear rising, and we're not talking about fear of God in the sense of that reverence we have for God. That fear to doubt that God can really use us the way He wants to use us. The fear that says you're not good enough because of what you did or haven't done. The fear that says that that somehow you're incapable of following God and following Christ the way you should. He has not given that to us, but He has given us a spirit that is a spirit of strength. So we'll talk about it in a moment here. So fear is something we all battle. We all battle it to different degrees, right? We all have battles with fear in different degrees. Your fears are not my fears and vice versa. Uh, Most of you, if I said, why don't you come on up and do the devotion tonight? Most of you would be terrified, right? Some of you'd be like, let's go. I'm on, let's do it. I'll I'll do that, okay? But if I asked certain people to come up here, this would be the shortest devotion in history. Like if I asked Jeff Proctor to come up here and do the devotion, he'd be like, "Uh, no, no, I'm not doing that, right? Because some of you... Fear of speaking in public is just crippling to you. But some of you are able to do things behind closed doors and have conversations, difficult conversations with people one-on-one that I would be terrified to experience, right? Because we're in different stages and different ways we experience fear. Some of you have fears of failure, fear of the inability to perform and do what God has called you to do. And so that can be crippling. We all have different levels of fear. But I do believe... That while we all battle with fear as human beings, that fear is ultimately the result of our fallen nature and sin. That, that fear that rises up in us is not of God. It's of the flesh. And I think it's because we have a sin nature. We see this back in the garden. When Adam and Eve hid in the garden, why did they hide? Because they were afraid. They hid because they were afraid of God. It wasn't a spirit that made them do that. It was an awareness of what? Their own sin and their shame. And they were so shamed by what they were aware of, they had to hide out of God's presence. And I think we do the same thing. We, we want to hide from God when we feel that shame of our sin. The reality is, the flesh says, when you sin, Ruth, everything Paul Walsh has ever said, but I love when he said this. He said, basically, when we sin, our flesh says, run away from God. Be away from God. Don't go into the presence of God. You got to get yourself cleaned up and, and make amends and then come back at a time. But in reality, when we sin as believers, you know what the Spirit is saying? Run to God. The flesh and the enemy wants us to run from God. Why? Because if we go to God, we'll find repentance. We'll find restoration, right? We'll be put back into service. The flesh says, no, no, you're not good enough. Run away from God and hide for a while. Because as you're hiding, you're not effective for the kingdom. And so fear is going to push us away. So he has not given us a spirit of fear. So what has he given us to live godly? Well, he's given us his spirit However, it is a spirit of power. Right? That's what the text says. Spirit of power. Uh, This is the word dunamis, which is where we get the idea of dynamite from. Uh, The actual way this translates would mean inherent power. It's inherent power. Nothing gives this its power. It is just powerful in and of itself. It has intrinsic intrinsic strength and ability. So I don't give the spirit of God power. The spirit is powerful because he's the spirit of God. So he's a spirit of power. He's also a spirit of love. And that's what Paul says, right? It says that for God has given us a spirit of fear, but of power. That spirit, that Holy Spirit, is not one that's going to lead us into fear, but it's going to remind us that he is powerful. Therefore, because he is powerful, we are powerful in Christ. I don't have intrinsic power in me because of my flesh, but the spirit that God has given me, right? Acts eight. I will give you this spirit that will give you the power to do what? Be my witnesses, right? To go out and show this faith. But also this is a spirit of love and praise God that it is a spirit of love. He is a spirit of love. Now this is agape love in the Greek, which is one of the ways that the Greek language uses the word love. We have the word love in English for everything. I love my dog. I love my car. I love my wife and I love Chinese food, right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go, right? Obviously, when I say I love my wife and I love Chinese food, right? And Sandra does know this. She's giving me a look like, you better say what I think you're going to say. She understands, you understand, my love for Chinese food is at a different degree than my love for my spouse, right? That's obviously I love her much more, right? In the Greek language, there's different aspects of love that's emphasized with a whole different word. So all this word really is talking about is a self-sacrificing love, It is also the kind of love that God has for you and I, which is why Christ went to the cross because he sacrificed himself for us because he loved us that much. It's also the love that we can have one for another. A self-sacrificing love. What does that mean? I put myself in the backseat to love and express love to this person. This is the kind of love that literally elevates others over myself. So that's the spirit, right? Giving us power, intrinsic power. Nothing feeds the spirit's power. He is powerful in and of itself. A spirit of love, self-sacrificing love of God to us as the church. And now we express that to others. And then lastly, what does he say the spirit is and gives us? Spirit of a sound mind, right? Now, the word in the original language is only used here. This is the only time this word is used in the Greek. And it translates really to self-discipline self-discipline. Now, this is similar to the idea of when the scripture says, be sober in your thinking, right? Be of sound mind. It's similar to that idea, but it's the idea of being self-disciplined. It also carries the idea of admonishing or calling to soundness of mind, to moderation and self-control. So what has God given us? The power to walk with Christ, right? And to be used of him. The understanding of the love he has for us so we can love others. He's given that to us. And now he's given us the ability to have discipline, self-discipline, self-control. And the spirit also not only gives that to us, but if our fear go a little too far, confusion. And there's just this moment when you're in prayer and the spirit just literally pulls you sometimes. I don't know if you've experienced this. To that soundness of mind, we start going, why am I thinking like this? Why am I letting my mind drift into that? This is truth. And so, again, that's what Paul's saying here. He's given us these things. Other words or phrases for this word, for the self-discipline or sound mind, is the idea of teaching or restoring to one's senses. I love that. Restoring to one's senses. Curbing one's desires and impulses. So the Spirit gives us the ability to curb those desires and impulses. Understanding in one's sense. So there's this idea of coming to my senses. It is amazing that in Christ and by the gift of the Holy Spirit, we can be restored to our senses. We can have understanding to curb certain desires and to walk in a balanced life. When you think about that phrase, to be restored to one's senses, it's coming to the the right way of thinking. You're kind of waking up to the reality. I don't know about you, but what comes to my mind is the story of the prodigal son. He's in the pig pen. And what does it say? He kind of came to himself. He came to his senses. I don't think he had some self-aware moment. I think that was an example of what God does for us. We're in the muck and the mire of our sinful decision. And God, in his grace, by the moving of his Holy Spirit, calls us back to sound thinking. And you kinda, we kind of wake up. Now, hopefully we wake up before we get in the pig pen. Before we're stuck down in the muck and the mire and we're filthy. But praise God, his grace is the exact same when you're in the pig pen or on your way to the pig pen. Amen? It's the same grace. The grace that calls you to stop before you make that sinful decision is the same grace that pulls you out of the muck and the mire, washes you off and says, now watch me use you as you've repented and turned back to me. So as we talk about all of this, I want you to know that God has given you everything you need to live godly. He has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you his Holy Spirit, which has the power and the love and the sound mind to allow us to walk in Christ. Maybe you have believed the lie of fear that you can never be different or that that person in your life will never be different. I want you to know the truth of God's word. That is that in Christ, we have been given all we need to live calm and well-balanced and disciplined Lives, which can be modeled in self-control. We have received his love, which brings grace. We have his power, which brings transformation. And we have received his understanding to know which desires to curb and which to encourage. So will we listen to his word this evening? Will we believe his word? Will we stop making excuses and start believing the truth that I don't have to let fear lead me. I let his word lead me and his spirit that's in me. And I'm so thankful that the spirit never leaves. The spirit is always with us until the day of redemption. Ephesians chapter one, he has sealed us with his spirit. And as we said this morning, I've tried to let go of him. I've done things that have should have led him to let go of me because I have never earned his love. And there's times where, again, as I've heard others say, when he does forgive me, I think this can't be right. It's not fair that you keep forgiving me. But you know why he forgives you? Not because of you, but because of Christ and what he did on the cross for you. If there was no cross, then God would be unjust to forgive sinners. Just without payment. But because there has been a payment made, and that's the cross of Christ, we now enjoy the benefits of that forgiveness. Do we sin that grace may abound? Of course not. But man, I'm so thankful that his spirit is with us. And it's not a spirit of fear. That's the flesh, and that's the enemy, and that's the world. Look around you today. What are people really looking for? Something stable with hope, right? There's so much fear. Everyone's terrified of everything. What's going to happen? The sky is falling. And, and when we see that in the church, and what it reveals to me, that, that panic, that control, you know what that reveals to us and what it reveals to me when I'm living in that? I'm not living in a sound mind. Why? Because if I'm letting fear win, I'm forgetting God is overall. But when I know God is overall and things can look chaotic and crazy, I know he's working his plan for his glory and all things work for good. And so we trust, even though we don't understand, we lean into the spirit. and We say, no, lead me and guide me in your power, in your love, that I'd be self-disciplined and a sound mind. And so I want to do this. I know I, I kind of mentioned this morning, we're just going to move through the a devotion this evening. I want to pray. And then after I pray, we're going to kind of move literally right into the business meeting. But here's what I want you to do. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right there where you are. We're just going to take a moment. And I want you to honestly stop and think for a moment. Don't think about any other distractions, no one else. I'm not asking you if anyone else is struggling with this. But I would ask you, as you begin to pray right there, have you let fear get a foothold in your thinking? Have you let fear guide you and control you? Have you let worry consume you? If you're here and you'd say, between you and the Lord, you don't need to raise a hand or anything, but just between you and the Lord, you would say, I I know that's me. I've let fear guide me and lead me and I've given myself over to it. Then maybe right now, right where you're sitting sitting in this auditorium, that you would take a moment and say, Lord, help me to to look to you. Help me to know that this fear that I am feeling is not from you. This, This feeling of the inability to do what you've called me to do is not from you, but it's from my flesh. So would you help me to combat that lie of fear with the power and the love and the sound mind that you give me through your spirit? Thank you, Lord, for giving us all that we need to live godly. Thank you, Lord, for being all that we could ever need. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your spirit. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for enduring with us, even in our seasons of unfaithfulness, enduring with us when we stumble and we trip and we fall. You are so good to continue to guide us into all truth, to convict us of sin, to convict us of righteousness, to strengthen us, to open the word up to us that our minds would be illuminated to the truth of the word. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you do for us and through us. And we praise you, Lord God for your tremendous grace, which makes all of this available. Lord, help us to walk in and with you this week to know fear, as much as it desires to control us, has no power over us because you have not given us a spirit of fear. You have given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we have all that we need. We praise you, Lord, for this. and We thank you for your goodness over us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.